Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melniki, accompanied by my co-worker, Jacob Schrader. How are you doing today, Jacob? Doing great. Excited to talk about some fantasy football, as always. Me too. I had a bad week in week three. It seemed like all my team underperformed. I already entered the week with a few uncertainties. Justin Herbert was a game-time decision. I decided not to chance that, so I started Kirk Cousins. And while he performed pretty well, he got 18 points. It wasn't usually what Herbert would have got, but Herbert ended up having a bad game anyway. But otherwise, really, my team just very much underperformed. I gave DJ Moore another shot. He got me all of two points. I tried to go one more week with Allen Robinson. He did next to nothing for me, so... He's back on my bench right now. My my running backs did okay. Nick Chubb had a very good game. Dalvin Cook had an okay game. It wasn't anything impressive, but I had the Chargers defense against the Jaguars, and they got me negative six points. So it was just a bad week. My opponent, she had Jalen Hurts as her quarterback. She had Amon Ross St. Brown as one of her wide receivers. She had a few other guys that really went off, so was a bad week, but I picked up Alexander Mattinson off waivers because we don't know the status of Dalvin Cook just yet, so I have him as a handcuff right now. I also picked up Isaiah McKenzie. He had a big week with the Bills. He's been pretty consistent. I think he's going to end up surpassing Gabe Davis for the Bills as being their number two receiver, so I'm going to give him a shot this week against a Ravens team that really lets lets, lets up a lot of points to their opposing wide receivers. We saw Last week, even against the Patriots, the Patriots still put up quite a few points against them. We saw two weeks ago in the Miami game, Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill just ran all over Baltimore secondary. So I'm looking for Isaiah McKenzie to perform for me pretty well this week. And I'm going with Damian Pierce on my flex. He's been quietly having a good two weeks since he had a pretty much next to nothing week one with the Texans. The Texans do play the Chargers this week, and they've allowed, I believe what I read was the six most points to fantasy. So I'm going to give him a shot and see how they do. Plus Joey Bose is out. So they will be definitely a little short on their pass rush. How about your team? What, how'd you do week three? Yeah. So I lost and I lost to a kid who I don't think even sets his lineup. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> no, that's that, you know, no one on my team scored a touchdown last week. Stafford and the, uh, the Rams didn't score a touchdown. Mixon and Brunette did nothing. Um, Pittman and Samuel both had pretty good games. Uh, Samuel's an interesting player because uh, I don't know. He's 10th overall in my league and in all of receivers, but I don't know. He's kind of iffy to me. I don't love the fact that I'm starting him. Uh, I don't really have to start him. It's just Keenan Allen's hurt. Um, right. I heard, you know, Jeff Wilson, they both did okay. Jeff Wilson's pretty good actually. Um, so I'm excited about him. And then I picked up Khalil Herbert. I picked up Samaj P. Ryan. So I might start Herbert over Jeff Wilson. You know, but I've got a pretty stacked bench. I mean, my bench right now is Keenan Allen, Elijah Mitchell, Clyde, Allen Robinson, Damian Harris, Melvin Gordon, P. Ryan, and Herbert. Um, so I'm looking to make some trades, actually. I'm looking to ship some guys out for, you know, blue chip players because I got a ton of depth, and uh, that doesn't really matter, right? You need your starters to be good. You need your bench players to, players to do anything. Yeah, and I feel like this is the week coming up week four where – I don't want to say it's a quick overreaction, but I think you pretty much get the sense of how your 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 top picks are going to perform for the rest of the season. Now, I know that scares some Jonathan Taylor fans, which, you know, I think we both talked about. I wasn't really as high as Jonathan Taylor coming into the season as most people were. 
I was glad I didn't get one of the top three picks because I didn't want Jonathan Taylor. I didn't want Derrick Henry and I didn't want Christian McCaffrey. Derrick Henry finally did have a good game last week. So I know owners were happy about that. But I think this is the point of the season where you really, in my case, like with DJ Moore and Allen Robinson, they haven't been doing anything the first three weeks. I'm not going to chance it anymore. I'd rather have them on my bench until they do start performing and try out some other guys. So with that, I know this was a busy week on the waiver wire, a lot of moves. There was a lot of injuries last week. So like you mentioned, Khalil Herbert was a big pickup after David Montgomery went down. I know Alexander Madison was a must add for all Davin Cook owners. So let's get into our stardom and sit them for the week. And as usual, we will start with quarterbacks. So I'll go first with my stardom quarterbacks. I have Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, and Marcus Mariota. Winston hasn't had a a past few weeks. He was hurt last week. I know that there was some question as well as if he was going to play, and there was some question as if he's going to play this week. But it looks like he is going to play. The Saints have been struggling, but I like his matchup against the Vikings. We just saw the Vikings really give up a lot of points to the Detroit Lions. And the Philadelphia Eagles, their secondary looks really, really not good at all. Really bad, actually. So I think Jameis Winston could come out. He could hook up. Chris Olave, who I was very high on to start the before the season, has just been on fire lately. He, he's, I think he, he ranks like third, or he's definitely about top five in the league in most targets total this year. So he's going to get a lot of targets, and he's a perfect complement for Jameis Winston. Michael Thomas has looked pretty good coming back. So I really like Winston going up against the Vikings secondary and it is in London. So it is going to be on a neutral surface. I also like Jared Goff this week, Jared Goff's going up against Seattle, Seattle. We just watched gave up a lot of points to Marcus Mariota and the Falcons. I think that even with Deandre Swift out, they're going to, while they are going to use Jamal Williams a lot, Jared Goff, I think is going to get a greater opportunity to pass to his top guys. Amon Ross St. Brown should have a good game. TJ Hawkinson should have a good game. And then my third star, obviously, I'm going with Marcus Mariota again. I actually contemplated picking him up last week when it was announced that Justin Herbert was questionable. I ended up going with Kirk Cousins. But Marcus Mariota has had a good start to the season. I think he gets a favorable matchup with the Browns team that it looks like they're going to be without Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, unfortunately, was in a car accident early in the week. His status right now is up in the air, but all indications look like he's not going to play. So I think the Falcons are going to be home. They are going to ha- they are going to put up some points. Marcus Mariota gets you some good points with his legs. He might be good for a rushing touchdown. So those are my guys who I like to start. How about you? Yeah, so I like uh, I like Mariota. I like golf. Golf is one of my picks. I just can't trust James Winston, right? Especially not in London at, at seven in the morning. Um, I love him. I love him to death, but I'll never put stock in him in fantasy football. He's too inconsistent. He throws too many picks. He's just not my guy. Uh, I got Joe Burrow. I got Kirk Cousins. Um, Burrow, right? Um, let me just remind myself real quick who he's playing. Um, well, they're playing tonight. They're playing the Dolphins. Exactly. Right. You know, I basically see that as a high scoring game. Their offense, you know, they got a little bit better last weekend. They had to rely on big plays, right? They had two huge plays to uh, I, I Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Boyd. Um, and, and that's not really scalable, but we know the, the Bengals are a good team, right? We know that they went to the Super Bowl last year because of Joe Burrow. Uh, I think he picks up a little bit this week. I'm definitely worried about Joe Mixon. I may actually sit Joe Mixon for Khalil Herbert. I don't think that's crazy at all. Um, so 
you know, but from the from a passing and touchdown perspective, I think Joe Burrow's got a good shot um, to do well. Kirk Cousins, right? New Orleans doesn't have a great defense. They got an okay defense. Looks like they're 11th against quarterbacks thus far. But, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson has been awfully quiet. I really expect that to change. Actually, I <laughs> I got a trade offer via text last night for uh, Justin Jefferson and Cam Akers for Michael Pittman and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Oh, wow. And uh, I, would, I would accept that so quickly if it got sent over. But, uh, you know, that that's actually like a, that's a pretty lopsided trade in my opinion. You know, Michael Pittman's good, and I think Michael Pittman will finish the top 10. But Justin Jefferson's a, a right. top three wide yeah. receiver in the league, and I could give I could care less about swapping Clyde and Rousselaire for Cam Akers. I mean, honestly, I think Cam Akers is an upgrade over Clyde. Uh, I think Akers Akers a good back, and they certainly you know the Rams need to run the ball more. Um, I'm a Rams fan, and and they were running the ball well in the end of last week's game. So maybe that'll continue. It's going to be inconsistent with Stafford at quarterback. The running game is always inconsistent. Um, he doesn't throw a ton of running backs in this system either, right? He's got Cooper Cup. He's got Tyler Hickby. He's got A-Rob. Uh, we'll talk about A-Rob later. But, uh, yeah, I think Kirk Cousins could be all right. And then Goff, right? Goff is rolling with the Lions. The Lions look real good. The Lions look like they're a contender as soon as they get a defense that can stop somebody. Um, but in the meantime, they're going to put up 35 points a game. And, you know, I guess they're, I guess DeAndre Swift is out this week. That's That hurts Goff a little bit. Um, but it gives him a higher potential for some touchdowns. I mean, I actually think that offense runs around DeAndre Swift. Uh, right. So. Yeah, I like your I like all your starts. I think Joe Burr has a very good game tonight against Miami. I'm backing the Bengals. They're favored by three. A lot of people are signing with Miami. I think the Bengals bring Miami back to earth. I think Burrow and Chase finally have a game reminiscent of the kind of games they had last year where Chase was good for two touchdowns, well over 100 yards. I think Burrow is definitely a must start. Her cousins, I'll agree with too. I think he's going to be solid. Uh, like you said, the Saints, they are not going to totally dominate. They they did struggle. You know, they did contain Tom Brady a few weeks ago for the first half, but Brady still managed to beat them without having Mike Evans once he was ejected from the game. They beat him without Chris Godwin. So I think that Kirk Cousins is another star, and both of us agree with Goff. Uh, I, we're, I think Goff is going to be – He's going to be a top – he could finish the top seven quarterback in fantasy this year. Like, that's how many yards he's getting. That's how many chances he's getting for touchdowns. That offense is just going to put up points, and he's a yeah. very, very good guy to have. The, the Lions could be, like, a, a good team in two years, in a year. Right? I mean, I actually think they have a chance to compete for the playoffs this year. Well, uh, I don't, actually don't – yeah, go ahead. Well, don't they're getting Jameson Williams back, like, week 10. Right. Yeah, and he's gonna be he's gonna be so lethal once he gets on the team. You know, he did suffer that injury in the national championship game, but I was high on the Lions before the season even started. When I did this podcast with with Robert Kowalski and our CEO Mark Thomas, and we were previewing the a the NFC North, I was all over the Lions and their total. Their total was set at seven. I said they're gonna have more than seven wins. Robert and Mark thought I was crazy. They thought the Lions were going to be next to garbage. I said, listen, this is a very underrated team. They lost a lot of close games last year. They did. I think I think they're sleep like you said, I think they're a sleeper playoff team. And they again, they they need a few more pieces on their defense. Their defense still lets up a lot of points. They should have beat the Vikings last week. They probably should have beat the Eagles week one if they had any type of defense, but they will get better. Aiden Hutchison looks like a beast. They that's who they drafted second overall with the pick. He had a few sacks, I believe, last weekend or the weekend before. So he looked really good. 
So I, I think I think I think if you have anyone on the Lions squad on your fantasy team, you're in good shape. Except if you have the Lions defense. But anyone on their <laughs> offensive line, TJ Hawkinson included, I think TJ Hawkinson is just going to get better and better. It, it's a good good chance to have. And if if you don't have Jamison Williams, I know that a lot of people didn't pick him up because he was hurt. He's a good player to stow on your bench, especially if your wide receivers are iffy. I know that I'm looking to pick him up in, probably in another week or so and drop some of the guys that I don't have working for me. So he's going to come out. He's probably going to be most definitely their number two receiver right behind Amon Ross St. Brown. So he's someone to keep your eye on. So let's move to the sit So my sit this week, Russell Wilson. Wilson and that Broncos offense just can't seem to generate anything. They have two wins, but it's head-scratching how they have the two wins. They beat the Niners 11-10. to 10. If <laughs> I watched that game, but if I were to read the, the box score the next day, I would have thought that was a baseball score, and it was just a high-scoring game. Russell Wilson just looks – I was talking about this in the podcast when we were doing our Monday recap with Robert on Monday. But I was like, Russell Wilson just looks indifferent. He doesn't look like he cares – he doesn't show any emotion. He just looks like he approaches the game nonchalantly. I don't know if he has, if it's because he has a lack of chemistry with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, though it does seem he has like a bit more chemistry with Sutton. Judy is just lost. I totally whiffed on Judy. I don't think he's fantasy viable right now. He should be on your bench. He just, he's such a disappointment because he should be at one of the leading guys and he's not. But yeah. Russ Wilson's a sit for me especially against a Raiders team that's 0-3. They're desperate for a win. They're really going to be playing in front of their home crowd pretty ferociously. I think Denver, if they're going to win the game, they basically have to run the ball. And Javante Williams, he hasn't done a great job with it. Melvin Gordon, we've seen flashes, but I think if you have any of the, either Javante Williams or Melvin Gordon, they're both, they both pretty much have been belonging on your bench because they haven't done anything significant. So Russell Wilson's my first sit Trevor Lawrence is my second one. I know he has had the last two games. He's been very impressive. He has two of the best games of his career, but albeit that was against a Chargers defense that was missing several of their starters. JC Jackson, the number one guy in the secondary, he was out with an injury. Joey Boza got hurt, I believe, in the first quarter, and that was a big blemish to their pass rush. They were missing a few other guys on defense. And then the week before, Indianapolis was missing pretty much half their team when when Jacksonville shut him out. I'm not taking anything away from Trevor Lawrence. He's has impressed me, and this is coming from someone that was never high on him. But now this week, he has to go up against the Eagles, who have really stepped up their defense since they allowed Detroit to score 35 points against them. They completely dominated the Commanders last week, and the Commanders do have a good offense with Carson Wentz, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson. Curtis Samuel. They dominated the Vikings the week before and just basically shut down Justin Jefferson. So Trevor Lawrence is a sit for me going against the Eagles this week. And then I hate to say it, but your boy Matt Stafford, I think is just a sit this week. The Niners seem to always have his number. Stafford doesn't do well against the Niners. The the Rams kind of struggle against the Niners, even though they beat them in the NFC Championship game last season. I think on Mon- on Sunday night it's gonna be or Monday night is when they play. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I think that the Niners are gonna run the ball a lot. They're gonna own the time of possession. I think Matt Stafford, he's probably going to end up throwing an interception or two. For some reason, Stafford still just relies too much on Cooper Cup. And if you're an Allen Robinson owner like me, you're really upset about that. But he's my he's my third sit of the week. What do you think and what are yours, Jacob? Yeah, you know, I saw that when we were previewing for the article, and I cannot disagree. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the 49ers definitely have Matthew Stafford's number. Uh, I think he's thrown two interceptions in the last the last two times 
Well, well, I don't know the exact numbers, but you know, in the in the championship game, NFC championship game, he threw a pick on the goal line to start the game off. Right. Yeah. He 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 almost threw another pick to basically lose the game. Uh and then the the first time they played him, it was a it was an absolute, you know, horror show for him. He played horribly. Uh, I actually couldn't agree more. Unfortunately, I am a diehard Matthew Stafford fan. I and I will never not start him. So he is my start starting quarterback for this week. Um, ride think, or die, <laughs> ride or die, baby. Um, I think your pick on Russell Wilson was good, and I have something to say about Jerry Judy. Uh, I think Jerry Judy is actually droppable at this point. I think Jerry Judy has horrible body language. He's not big enough to be a dominant receiver in the NFL, and he was talking shit back to Russell Wilson after he dropped a pass last week. And you don't do that to your starting quarterback. Right. Jerry Judy is, you know, he, he talks too much. He doesn't catch the ball. Cortland Sutton's a good player. Cortland Sutton is a hard nosed player who, who has put up good stat lines, right? He hasn't caught a touchdown yet, but he's going to. He is the starter. Uh, he's the receiver to start on the Broncos. And I actually think he's, he's in a really good position because the, the, you know, the, the offense will get better, right? I think Russell Wilson, the lack of emotion, I mean, that's pretty much, you know, par for the course for that guy. Um, I do think Cortland Sutton, though, is in a really good position. Uh, that's what I'll say on Russell Wilson. So my sit is also Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think he's coming back down to earth a little bit. The Eagles are are known for forcing turnovers, uh, and he's a young quarterback who could fall into that trap pretty easily. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't start him. I'm surprised. You know, he he looked really good last week, so you know, good for him. But maybe it's a back down to earth game. Uh, next up is Tannehill. I think this is the third week in a row. He did okay last weekend. Um, he started off hot and then threw threw a pick, but he got a rushing touchdown late. Um, he, uh, I don't know. I, I just don't like Ryan Hannell at all moving forward, really. I, I'm, not, I'm not trusting him. I'm not trusting the yard total he's going to put up. And right. touchdowns are going to go to Derrick Henry. Um, next up is Derek Carr. Uh, I just, you know, the, the Broncos have a good defense, right? They really do. They, they shut down uh, 49ers that have a pretty good offense. Um, they have an especially good defense on the passing side of things. Uh, and I think Derek Carr is going to struggle a lot. I think he's going to throw some picks. I think it's going to be like a 15 to 13 game. So, you know, that's not a ton of potential for Derek Carr to do anything. So he's my final sit -em. Yeah, I agree with all three of your guys as well. Ryan Tannehill really never has been fantasy viable, even when he was at his peak while he was in Tennessee. I feel like that's always just been Derek Henry's team. He doesn't have A.J. Brown anymore, so you can't rely even on one or two passing touchdowns from him. Derek Carr, I agree with. I was high on Derek Carr to start the season, but he just he just looks totally overmatched in every game that he's in. I don't know where the chemistry is with Devontae Adams because besides game, the week one of this year, he hasn't shown any chemistry whatsoever. Devontae Adams has kind of been a letdown, although he had a, a touchdown last week. Still, it wasn't – he didn't put up big numbers. So can't disagree with any of your guys right there. So let's move on to running backs. So my first running back that I believe is a must start him is Jamal Williams. He is filling in for DeAndre Swift. He goes up against a Seahawks team that's pretty terrible against the run. I think he's going to get fed the ball. And even when DeAndre Swift is in, he's still a good runner, but now he's going to be the full-time one this weekend. I think that he's going to have a really big game. Khalil Herber, obviously, this was a no-brainer as well. We saw what he did last week against the Texans. I know the Texans have a terrible run defense and the Giants are decent against the run. But I think Khalil Herbert, this Bears team just doesn't trust Justin Fields. Uh, they they don't let him throw at all. So I just don't see how Justin Fields is even a starter next year. But the Bears are going to pound the ball. They're going to give it to Herbert. He's going to get plenty of touches. And even if he's not getting as many yards, he's definitely going to get the volume. He's going to probably get you a touchdown or two. 
And then my last one, I mentioned it in the intro, is Damian Pierce. He's had a good two weeks for the Texans. The Texans are going up against the Chargers, who I believe, like I said at the beginning, allow the six-month fantasy points to running backs. I think Pierce is going to have a good game. I think that if the Texans are going to stay with the Chargers and try to compete, they are going to try to get the time of possession in their favor, which means running the ball a lot. So I like Damian Pierce a lot this week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, Damian Pierce, he looked good. He looked pretty athletic. And, uh, you know, he actually, you know, I meant to draft him this year, but I accidentally hit Damian Harris instead of Damian Pierce. So that was a tough one. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't realize DeAndre Swift was going to be out. Um, he's, you know, Jamal Williams is a good back. And Jamal Williams actually hurts DeAndre Swift's value a lot because he's good, right? He's just straight up a good player. Uh, and he scores a lot of touchdowns. He runs the ball maybe just as much as DeAndre Swift. Um, so if Swift's out, I mean, they're relying on Jamal Williams big time. Jamal Williams could actually put up a huge stat line this week. Uh, I couldn't agree more. My first guy is Khalil Herbert. Um, I'm probably going to be taking my own advice here and starting him over Joe Mixon just because Joe Mixon's in a weird spot, right? He's He gets so many touches, but he does nothing. Right. Well. And, and I'm going to guess those touches are going to diminish. He may see a little bit more productivity, but uh, he's not going to see – you know, he saw 27 rushes in week one. He only had like 80-something yards. Uh, he's averaging like, I don't know, he may even be averaging less than three yards per carry. My next start for the week is Devin Singletary of the Bills, right? Devin Singletary, uh, you know, he caught nine passes last week. He's been a little bit inconsistent, like, for the last three years. Um, but Josh Allen is, you know, he's looking to spread the ball around a little bit more. Right. Stefan Diggs can't go nine for 120 and two touchdowns every week. Uh, so I think Singletary will get eight rushes. He'll get 12 rushes and he may have you know six or seven receptions. And that's too much volume to ignore. Uh, and that's startable at least as RB two, certainly as a flex. So I like that in Singletary. Um, next up is Damian Harris, right? Damian Harris. He's been pretty good this year. He's caught a lot of touchdowns. He gets a reasonable workload, but you know, him and uh, his, his co-back, who has a really hard name to pronounce. Um, they're going to get a lot of work this week, uh, especially with Mac Jones out. And I think, you know, New England's going to find a way to get in the end zone. They're going to find a way to move the ball and it's going to be through Damian Harris. I think that's their guy. So I think he could see 20 touches this week. I think him and Rahad Dre Stevenson, you know, I hope I hope them do that right. You know, they'll both yeah. see 15 <laughs> plus um, four receptions. So I'm looking for a touchdown out of him too. I think he's a solid start. Yeah, I was high in Damian Harris even before the season started. We saw Mac Jones kind of regress so far this year. I kind of predicted that. But especially with Brian Hoyer starting for the Patriots this weekend, I think that they're going to run the ball a lot. They're going up against the Packers in Lambeau. So, you know, they're not going to be throw, airing it out. They're not going to want the Packers secondary to be intercepting Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer is very much known for interceptions. I think he, I think when he was with the Texans, he actually set a record for the amount of interceptions he threw in a wild card game. I think he threw like five or six interceptions, but they're going to definitely be relying on the run game. They're going to same thing. They're going to try to own the possession clock. So I think Damian Harris is a solid start. So let's move to Sidhams. I know you mentioned Joe Mixon before, and I am 100% with you on Sidhams. I actually was talking to her friend before this podcast episode. She asked me about Joe Mixon. I said, hey, if you want to hang out with him, I get it, but don't start him this weekend. I wasn't high on Joe Mixon coming into the season. I thought last year was a flash of the old Joe Mixon that he had the potential to be good, but he ended up you know, just basically reverting back to his form this year. I think they're going to pretty much 
rely on Joe Burrow to pass the ball. He has great chemistry with Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. I think you're going to see more of a passing attack tonight against the Dolphins. And I think Samaje Pirine's a little more reliable than Joe Mixon at this point. We see Samaje being used a lot more in recent weeks. So I think that Joe Mixon is definitely a sit. My next set is Daryl Henderson. It looks like the Rams are starting to rely a lot more on Cam Akers now, even though I would put Cam Akers as a sit right with Daryl Henderson right here. The Niners do have a very good run defense. We saw that, how they shut down the Broncos guys on Monday night. They also limited David Montgomery week one when they played the Bears in week two against the Seahawks. They Rashad Penny basically had no room to run against the Niners with Nick Boza up there and some of the other pass rushers, Fred Warner, that it's really tough to run on the Niners. So those are that's my next hit. And my last one is Miles Sanders. The Eagles are pretty much just a passing team at this point. I would thought I never would say it with Jalen Hurts as quarterback, but between A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, they basically can catch anything. Some I, I'm not taking anything away from Jalen Hurts, but some balls are questionable if they could be caught. And I've seen Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown just make incredible catches. And when it comes to running, it's all Jalen Hurts running. I know Miles Sanders really hasn't been getting the touches. They're playing the Jaguars right now that actually have been pretty good against the run in the three weeks. We saw them shut down Jonathan Taylor two weeks ago, and basically he was just non-existent, it seemed like, in that Indianapolis Colts offense. So he's my final sit. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, so my sits start with Josh Jacobs. Uh, he hasn't really done much at all this no. this year, right? And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they have a reasonably tough matchup. Uh, and I just don't think he's going to get the ball, right? Denver Denver can stop the run. You know, they didn't do great against Jeff Wilson, but Jeff Wilson is okay. And that's San Francisco's specialty is uh, running the ball. So, uh, you know, I just think, uh, you know, he, he's not going to get all that touches. And when he does, I don't think he's going to do too much with him. So he's my first sit. My second sit is Brees Hall and followed by Travis Etienne. Brees Hall did okay last week. Etienne actually did something. But at the end, especially, right, James Robinson is a beast. James Robinson yeah. has been a beast. He's uh, he's projected like the fourth most out of any running back this week. Uh, Etienne is just not going to see the field enough to make fantasy relevance. Uh, it's crazy he got drafted as high as he was. You know, James Robinson is like – he's like Frank Gore. I mean, he's old at this point, and he just runs. He runs hard. He's like Melvin Gordon, too. I was really surprised. I mean, Melvin Gordon looks good. Um, Melvin Gordon, uh, he's always been a hard, hard guy to tackle. And in late in games, that's important. Um, so I'm sitting some Travis at the end. Breeds Hall is, is a little bit of a better player and a, and a little bit of a better situation. Um, he's still basically splitting time with Michael Carter. I know he caught, he think he caught six passes last week, which looked good. Um, but I just don't see it being, you know, don't see him being as reliable. I don't think he's going to get enough touches. I just think, you know, you're due for a really down week pretty soon if the Jets can't put up points and that could be this week. Yeah, I actually, I like Brees Hall a lot. I was high on him to start the season. He actually, I'm just looking at the numbers. He's the 17th rank running back in fantasy this this season so far through three games. He has the the 17th most points, which, you know, he was being drafted in somewhere in like the 20s for running back. So I I think that's pretty good. If you look at what Brees Hall does, that's that's differentiates him. He has 13 receptions this year. That's after Austin Eckler tied for second in receptions behind with uh, with running back. So he's going to get you points in a PPR league. I like Bryce Hall. I like him going up against the Steelers this week. The Steelers are missing, are still missing TJ Watt. 
That's huge on their pass rush. That's really a blow to their defensive line. We saw Nick Chubb basically run all over them and Kareem Hunt as well when they played Thursday night against the Browns. So I really like Brees Hall this week. He's actually would be a start for me. I think he had, I think, like I said, especially I believe Zach Wilson's going to be coming back in the next few weeks. I think he's going to be a complete, uh, he's going to be a complete different running back with Zach Wilson and Nacho Flacco under center. So I, I like Brees Hall, but otherwise I do agree with you. Travis Etienne, I was high in him too. He's just kind of disappeared. James Robinson is their guide. Doug Peterson really has focus on James Robinson and it, it shows he's just been a beast so far this year. Josh Jacobs, he's just, he's slowly sinking into fantasy irrelevancy too. I don't even see the Raiders using him a lot. I don't even know if he's had more than, a, I don't even think he's been a top 25 running back in, in fantasy this year, probably even more. He's just been a, yeah, he's, he's 25th. He had an okay yeah. week last week. You know, he has 10 carries, then 19, then 13, but you know, he had five receptions too last week. So maybe they're using him more. I mean, but you know, I liked him before the season. I actually think Josh Jacobs is a good runner. Um, he just doesn't have the, the opportunity share. Um, and until that changes, I, I want to start him. Yeah. Well, now I'm reading, it looks like Zach Wilson actually might play next weekend. So he might be uh, next week in play for, for definitely if you're a Brees Hall owner, but let's move on to wide receivers. So my stardom, this is a guy I mentioned at the beginning of the show. I was so high on, in the offseason, in the, in the preseason, I'm upset I didn't get a chance to draft him because I just – someone drafted him higher than I would have drafted him because they were high on him too, and they actually happen to be Saints fans. But Chris Olave has just been awesome to start the year. I mentioned before, he's, he's one of the top targets in the receiving core this year. He really had a coming-out party last week. I think that he's only going to get better this weekend, like I mentioned – they're going against the Vikings secondary, who's really not that good at all. Between him and Michael Smith, I think both are going to get really good games. You know, he has 16 targets already this year. That's that's pretty good for a for a rookie. I think he's going to be one of your. He he has even more targets than Drake London. He has more yards than Drake London. And I know everyone figures Drake London's always a must start. So Chris Olave is my number one star for guys that you normally wouldn't start. I mentioned I picked up Isaiah McKenzie on my waiver wire. I'm starting him this weekend. I think he is a star. Like I said, I think he's going to surpass Gabe Davis and be the Bills' number two receiver behind Stephon Diggs. Bills just lost last week to Miami. You know Josh Allen's going to be airing it out, especially against a Baltimore secondary that's still missing some of its key guys. Kyle Fuller is on the injured reserve for the rest of the year. So I'm going with Isaiah McKenzie. And then Noah Brown of the Cowboys. We still don't know if Michael Gallup's going to play. He was out Monday against the Giants. But whether he plays or not, Noah Brown has really good chemistry with Cooper Rush. We saw CeeDee Land drop what should have been a touchdown. He ended up getting another touchdown later in the game. But Noah Brown had just a career game last week. He had a solid week, a solid game the week before. They're going against a commander's team who's terrible on defense. We just saw the Philly, the Philadelphia Eagles receivers just blow past them. We saw Washington struggle against Detroit. Detroit put up 36 points against him. So I'm going with Noah Brown as my third start. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, so, I, you know, I know I mentioned I don't like Jameis as a quarterback, but that doesn't mean I don't like his receivers, right? Generally, he'll he'll, he'll throw over some yards, um, but he won't score a ton of points and he'll throw a lot of interceptions. Um, right. So, you know, I wouldn't start Olave. 
you know, solely because there's so many mouths to feed there. Or I think Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry are, you know, there's three guys right there and, and they're all good. And, you know, you never know which one each week is going to pop off. I understand Olave, you know, he's, he's a rookie and he's playing well and he's good. Um, but that doesn't mean he's, he has the consistency for me to start him. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, I like it. Noah Brown, I love. Uh, Noah Brown was one of my pickups of the week. Uh, he's a, he's, he looks impressive. He seems to get open pretty well. He catches the ball well. And, you know, he's like a sure body player. It's kind of hard to, odd to say, but he, he looks athletic. He, he does his job. He's big, catches the ball. That's what they need him to do. Um, especially with CD Lamb taking a lot of pressure from the, you know, from the defense. I think Noah Brown's a good play. Um, my starts, uh, Curtis Samuel is one. This may be too obvious to include in the stardom because I guess Curtis Samuel was the 10th ranked receiver in uh, fantasy football, which is just crazy. Uh, he's had 10 or more targets, I believe, in every single game this season. Uh, and he's also rushed the ball every game this season. Um, I have him on my team. I'm actually looking to trade Curtis Samuel. Um, I think you should start yeah. him because of the opportunity share. But, you know, there's a lot of mouths to feed in Washington. Similar situation to New Orleans and uh, – you know, one of the good things about Samuel is he's super good in PPR leagues because he catches a lot of four-yard screen passes, right? He, he can, you know, I think his longest reception this year is like 26 yards. Um, he, he He's okay in the red zone, but that may be, you know, that may not scale very well, right? He may not catch many more touchdowns this season. It's not something you can really depend on. Um, I'm starting, though, just because of the opportunity share. Uh, I think, you know, some people may be worried, like, you know, he, he's not really a big name, but I think he'll be relevant for the rest of this year. Next mm-hmm. up is Romeo Dukes from the Packers, right? Aaron Rodgers needs a number one target. Uh, Romeo Dukes is good. He's small. He's shifty. I wrote it in the blog post that he's basically like Randall Cobb a decade ago. Uh, and you know how much Aaron Rodgers liked Randall Cobb a decade ago. So I think he likes Romeo Dukes now. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing his last name wrong, but, you know, he caught uh, eight passes. Dobbs. Yeah, it's Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs. Um, but yeah, I like Romeo Dobbs too. I mentioned, uh, not on this episode, but I do have Alan Lazard, but I'm getting ready to drop Alan Lazard because I just, I question marks about him being Green Bay's number one receiver entering this year, but I figured I'd take a, take a chance with him and he does not look like Green Bay's number one receiver through three games. I know he's yeah. only beaten two of them, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Juju. I, you know, I think Juju is an okay play this week. Because uh, I think the Chiefs, it's going to be a high-scoring game, right? I'm not entirely right. hurt with their plan once again, but I certainly playing the Bucks, so that's a little iffy because right now we don't know a if that game is going to be played Sunday because of the hurricane. It was supposed to be in Tampa, and b it may get moved, and if it gets moved, it'll be to Minneapolis. Interesting. Um, you know, Minneapolis isn't bad because that's a dome, right? Uh, but, you know, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I think Juju is not – you know, he, he was overdrafted for sure. But, you know, it, he's really one of the only guys on that Chiefs team that catches the ball well. Um, he's a, he's an okay player. I, I don't think anything crazy of him. But I think in a game where, you know, there's probably going to be a lot of touchdowns scored, he may get one. He may have, you know, six catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. And that's a solid uh, solid start, if you ask me. Yeah, I like Juju, whether they play in Tampa, whether they play in Minneapolis, because don't forget, Kansas City's coming up a loss. There's no way they're going to lose two in a row. I think that the Pat Mahomes is going to air it out. They made a lot of stupid plays against the Colts, which ended up keeping the Colts in the game and ultimately upsetting the Chiefs. I did have the Colts covered. I didn't think they win. 
but I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to air it out. I think that Travis Kelsey might be double double teamed quite a lot against against the Tampa Bay Bucks, and that will open the lane for Juju Smith Schuster. So I agree with you. I think Shushu, uh, Juju is a very good start. So we'll go to sit them. These are two guys I had to start them last week. I started both of them. I shouldn't have. So now they're on my bench. And that is DJ Moore and Allen Robinson. DJ Moore, I, I just, I, I'm really kicking myself for this because I had talked with someone when Baker Mayfield was acquired, when they asked me, do I think DJ Moore is going to have a breakout year? And I said, well, Baker doesn't really elevate his receivers. We didn't see Jarvis Landry. We didn't see Odell Beckham have these like amazing games. So no, I don't think DJ Moore is going to be anything special. Then I started wa- reading more about how he's been doing in preseason. DJ Moore, that is. And I really thought he was going to come out and with having Baker Mayfield, having like his first legit starting quarterback in years, not a Sam Darnold, not a PJ Walker that he was actually going to come out and have a great year. I don't know what it is. Mayfield looks terrible. Right now on the Panthers, maybe you still have to give him some time. But until then, DJ Moore is going on my bench. Same thing with Allen Robinson. I just don't know why Matt Stafford's not throwing to Allen Robinson. It doesn't make any sense to me. I get it. Cooper Cup's his guy. But it's one of the reasons why the Rams have struggled to start the season. I know they are 2-1, and one, but their two wins weren't nearly as impressive. They almost blew it to the Falcons. They didn't, they, they struggled a bit against Arizona. So for me, I don't know. I don't know. I figure that Matt Stafford just has too much chemistry with Cooper cup. He gets a He gets a target on him and he just throws it to him. I feel bad for Allen Robinson. I really think he was going to come. He came to the Rams thinking he was going to be that solid number two guy. You were even a one, a guy after Cooper cup because he did have some underrated years in Chicago, but to me, until I see Matt Stafford distribute the ball more to more receivers, he's on my bench. And then my third one is Alan Adam Thielen. I don't know what happened to Adam Thielen. I don't know if he has some beef with Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins just doesn't want to throw to Alan Thielen. And it baffles me because he is such a talented receiver. But he's clearly not getting the looks. I don't think that he's someone you could even take a chance on starting at this point. He did get a touchdown last week, but he pretty much had, what, one or two other catches besides that. And his touchdown really was just a one-yard reception. So he's another guy I think belongs on your bench. What are your sit-ums, Jacob? Yeah, so I start with Allen Robinson. And, you know, I'm a, a Rams fan, and I watch the game. Uh, Allen Robinson, just like Jerry Judy, he's got bad body language, right? The Rams are a team that, you know, they – to get you know, Cooper Cup, uh, Daryl Henderson, Tyler Higby, Matthew Stafford, you know, those guys support each other like crazy. Right, they're all in each other's faces, picking each other up after the you know when they get hit. Allen Robinson does not, you know, he never picked up that culture, uh, and it's actually really showable. Uh, he's not talking back to Matthew Stafford like Judy is, but you know there were plays yes or, or last weekend when I noticed Allen Robinson was the odd one out in that just social circle, so to say, and that matters, right? If you're not if you're not putting in the same level of camaraderie and, and teamwork, you're not going to get the ball, right? Matthew Stafford is a team player. Um, that's why I love him. That's why he's my fucking guy. Uh, and Al Robinson's not picking up that mentality, right? Cooper Cup is is helping everybody up. Al Robinson's walking off, shaking his head, looking at the ground after uh, Cam Akers fumbles on the one yard line. I don't like it at all. I don't like it. Um, so he's a sit. Travis Landry is another sit. You know, this was a, a tough one for me, but it's really just the the inconsistency and and also the fact that Michael Thomas and Olave are really coming together. Right. Michael Thomas is, is better than Jarvis Landry. I don't know. Olave, I actually haven't even seen a Saints game this year. Um, but 
just based on target volume, Olave is doing some work uh, and it's going to command targets that's, that may put Jarvis Landry in an unstartable territory. He already had a great week one. He caught four passes week two and two last week. He's, he's on the down low, uh, the down and out. And, uh, you know, I just don't think he's yeah, doing I think much. He's dealing with an ankle injury as well. So I think he's questionable even if he's going to play. So that just emphasizes to sit him. Yeah. And then Mac Hollins for the Raiders, right? Uh, Matt Collins had some, he had a good week. Maybe it was last week, maybe it was this week, but he, he gets targeted quite a bit. He's a deep, deep, ball, deep ball receiver. I, I do expect him to throw some deep passes where they're not really going to move the ball like crazy on Denver. I just don't think they're going to put up any yards. I think they're going to put up 200 passing yards and 80 receiving or 80 rushing yards. And, you know, I'm, I expect uh, Devontae Adams to have a big game, actually. I don't expect Matt Collins to have a good game. I don't know if Hunter Renfro's back. Uh, if he's not, it obviously looks a little bit better for Hollins, but still, I, I can't trust Hollins as a starter. Yeah, I'm with you. I know Matt Hollins was a big pickup this year, this week in the waiver wire, and I didn't get it. I thought that was kind of his breakout game with Ron Renfro not being there. They're going up against the Broncos, who do have a very good defense despite their offensive struggles. So I'm with you. Matt Hollins is a definite sim for me. I didn't even take, I didn't even care to put him on my waiver wire. So it didn't matter to me. So then let's move to tight end. So my stardom, a guy who I wish I did start him last week because he just went off, but that's David Njoku. He totally went off against the Steelers last week. I think he's going to have another big game this weekend. They are playing the Falcons, who I believe let up the second most points to tight ends in fantasy this, this week. I'm actually starting him over Zach Ertz this week. I think that David Njoku is going to have a big game. I think what we saw last week, we're going to see replicated this week against the Falcons. I also like Pat Fryermuth this week. I haven't liked him the past few weeks, but I think the Steelers going up against the Jets, that's a favorable matchup for Fryermuth. Mitch Trubisky really doesn't have many guys to throw to. You have Deontay Johnson, you have Chase Claypool, but he doesn't really target his, his, his receivers as much as he should. George Pickens had an amazing catch against the Browns. They didn't really utilize Pat Fryermuth in that in that game until the last drive, which he had, I believe, back-to-back catches. But I think he will have more of a showing this week. I think that against the Jets, like I said, they're going to be able to put up points. Ahmad Sauce Gardner is really going to be trailing the the receivers a lot, so I think they're going to go more with short passes. Pat Fryermuth is a start for me, as well as Tyler Conklin. He's a guy really no one has still on their fantasy team. And I contemplated picking him up, but I'm kind of set with Zach Ertz and David Njoku right now. But Tyler Conklin is the third rated right now through three weeks. He is the third rated tight end. He He has 18 catches, 138 yards. That's right behind Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. The Jets are going up against the Steelers, who we just saw. They they allowed a ridiculous amount of points to David Njoku last weekend. I think Tyler Conklin is a definite, not even just a definite start this week. If he's available in your fantasy league and you don't and you need some tight end up, go get him right now. Tyler Conklin should be in your starting lineup. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I think Tyler Conklin's a good one to throw out there. Um you know, any tight end that plays a lot of snaps and is in a pass catching role like Conklin is is worth it, right? That's why I drafted Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, you don't pay Zach Ertz to block. Um, you pay Zach Ertz to catch the ball and fall over on the first down yard line. Uh, and that's what he does. So I actually like Zach Ertz. I'm never going to mess with my lineup and not start Zach Ertz. I just think there's too much potential for him. Um, the Joku is a little too inconsistent for me um, until he, you know, if I see seven targets this week, 
I'll pick him up. Um, I don't know if he's available, but you know, regardless, I mean, I, I would pick him up if I didn't have Ertz, but I really like Ertz as a tight end. Um, my starts are Conklin Tunyon for the the Packers. Um, I think he's he's showing that he's a dependable target for Aaron Rodgers, and that's all Aaron Rodgers needs. He needs someone who can catch the ball. Right, he's had a lot of struggle. He had a lot of struggles with it, with his rookie receivers in week ones and one and two. And Tunyon's consistent. He's been in that team. Uh, he's been in the league, so I like him. And then Hi, Higby. Um, Higby is actually a big part of the Rams' offense. Uh, Higby is a beast, uh, and they threw him four passes last week. Every single one of them was a tight end screen. Uh, they have, you know, he's one of the few tight ends where they have designed plays for him. He's actually really good on the screens and he's good down the middle too. He's good on seams. He catches touchdowns. I don't think he has one this year, but he will get, he'll get some touchdowns. I mean, Matthew Stafford has like, what is it? I don't even know. He has like maybe uh, four touchdowns this season for three weeks. I mean, that's going to change. Uh, the Rams will pick it up. They, they fumbled on the one yard line last weekend. Um, Higby is, is good. Uh, you know, I was a little worried about Allen Robinson, but Tyler Higby is, is eating Allen Robinson's meal right now for sure. Yeah. Tyler Higby's seventh rated tight end entering this week. Fantasy wise. I think he is the go-to after Cooper cup on the Rams team. So I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you on that one. Tyler, he, Tyler Higby is just one that I just feel like I could never trust. So I personally don't ever draft him or put him in my lineup, but I think he will have a good week. Robert Tanyan was such a beast last year before he got injured. He was one of Aaron Rodgers' top guys, even with Devontae Adams there. And then he suffered an injury. I believe it was a Thursday night game against the Cardinals when he suffered that season-ending injury. He's making his way back now. He looks better every week. I think that against the Patriots this weekend, that Aaron Rodgers will rely on him a lot more. I think Aaron Rodgers is revealing who he's getting comfortable with and who he's not. Christian Watson's out of the picture. Al Lazard doesn't seem to be stepping up. So Romeo Dobbs and Robert Tanyan, I think, are your guys for pay, for Packers wide receivers and tight ends to look at. When we go, let's move on to the sit-ums. So Evan Ingram is one of my top sit-ums this week. Obviously, I never liked Edgar, Evan Ingram ever since he was a giant because he just let my team down so much. I think this week against the Eagles, he struggles. The Eagles do have a good defense despite what they did in week one, week two, and week three. They've really bounced back and been one of the premier defenses in the league. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to struggle. That being said, I think that Evan Ingram will struggle as well. I don't think he's going to get the volume. I think that they're gonna, that if who's going to get the volume will be Christian Kirk. It'll be Zay Jones, one of those, one of those guys, um, or Marvin Jones, I should say. But I, I think Evan Ingram is a definite sit. Then my second sit is actually, I I have Tyler Higby. I hate to say it, even though I just disagreed with you, but I think against the Niners that the Rams are just going to struggle. I think that Matt Stafford's not going to have a great game. I think that they do have a great front seven, which is going to limit himself tight end. So I actually would sit Tyler Higby this week. I just think it's going to be a low scoring game on Monday. It's similar to what we saw with the Broncos and the, and the 49ers in Sunday night game where it was only the score was only 11 to 10. I know people think of the Rams as the scoring machine, but that really hasn't been the case this year, save for the game, except against Atlanta, which they almost ended up blowing anyway. I think that, the Niners are going to be stingy on defense. They're really going to hold Matt Stafford back. So Higby, I would sit. Otherwise, any other weekend, I would, I would, um, I would start him. And then Kyle Pitts. For me, I just never bought into the Kyle Pitts hype. 
I said he plays for not a great team. He plays for a team where um, since Tony Gonzalez, they don't really utilize their tight ends a lot. We've seen it over the years. I believe when they had Hayden Hurst and some other guys, Kyle Pitts, I just never bought into the hype. He doesn't look like he has chemistry that much with Mariota. He had a decent game last week, but that's it. He doesn't rake anywhere on the fantasy football tight end charge for me. I think this week um, going up against the Browns, I mentioned what they did to Pat Fryermuth last week. They limited him to two receptions and they were on, it was on the last drive of the game when they were basically, it was, it was basically, you know, desperation mode. I think Pitts is definitely a sit for me. How about you, Jacob? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Higby is interesting. I'm seeing that the 49ers are ranked first versus the tight ends, but in, in past 49ers Ram games, Stafford has has relied on Higby a little bit, right? Higby's a good guy for those third and third and sixes, those third and fours, and there's going to be a hell of a lot of those uh, on Monday night. But I do think Higby could see like eight catches in this game for thirty yards. Um, he, he he you know he's he's kind of a go to guy on third down, you know, especially when they're doubling Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, as far as Kyle Pitts, it's weird. He kind of like disappeared. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. He's I like him. He's a he's a good player. My sits are Gerald Everett, right? Mainly because we don't really know what's going on with the Chargers offense. Right. Herbert, is he going to play? Is he not? Um, maybe not. And if he doesn't play, Everett's certainly not going to do much. Um, even if he does, right, um, he's not going to be full 100%. And I think Everett will struggle because of that. Next up is Hawkinson. I love TJ Hawkinson. I love him a lot, actually. Uh, he was great with Matthew Stafford. He was uh, you know, soon to break out to be an elite tight end, but – there's just too many mouths to feed in Detroit this year. Uh, I'm sure he's doing a good job blocking. I'm sure he's playing well. I mean, he's a beast. He's just not getting the looks he needs to be fantasy relevant. I'm glad I didn't draft him. I almost did, actually, but then I realized Zach Ertz, you know, Zach Ertz is, he is as consistent as he gets. Um, so I took Zach Ertz later than TJ Hawkinson, and he's playing better. Um, then Dalton Schultz, you know, I know he may not even play. He's injured. Um, and if he does, it's not looking like he's targeted like crazy uh, with Cooper Rush. Um Cooper Rush prefers the outside receivers. You got C.J. Lamb, you got Noah Brown. Uh, could be tough for Dalton Schultz. You know he's a solid player. He's he's you know Dak loves him. Dak always loves his tight ends, uh, but Cooper Rush doesn't look to be playing kind of the, the same style of football as Dak. So I would sit Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I agree with all those as well. I think T.J. Hawkinson maybe I would start, but I think he does. I think that with with Amon Ross and Brown, he's still gonna that's the guy that Jared Goff's going to look to. So I don't necessarily disagree with that. I totally agree with Jared Everett and Dalton Schultz this week, however. So let's move on really quickly to defenses. My stardom is Green Bay. They're going up against the Patriots. Brian Horror is just an interception machine. I think when he does throw, it's going to be interceptions, basically. I think Green Bay is one of your top starts against a depleted Patriots squad this week. I'm going to go with the LA Chargers as well. I know that Joey Boza's out. I know that they might be missing some other guys on defense. And JC Jackson's questionable again in the secondary, but they are going against a Houston team that does struggle to score. I mentioned why I'm starting Damian Pierce. They aren't that great against the run, the Chargers. So I think we're going to see a lot of running throughout the game. 
I think that if they force David Mil- Davis Mills to throw, it's going to be interceptions. I see this as a very low scoring game. I think both teams are going to run the ball a lot, especially if Justin Herbert is still hurt. They're going to rely on Austin Eckler a lot to do work on the ground game. So I see this as a low scoring game. I think the Chargers will get you some sacks. They'll get you some interceptions. So they're worthy of a start, even though they had a terrible outing last week against the Jaguars. And then Tennessee's my other stardom. They're going up against the Colts. Colts with Matt Ryan just don't look good at all. Matt Ryan just looks old. He fumbled twice last week, lost one against the Chiefs. He's thrown almost an interception every game, multiple ones, I should say. I think that the Titans are going to step up. They're going to intercept. They're going to intercept Ryan a few times. They'll probably cause him to uh, cause a strip sack or two. That's what we've been seeing. So Tennessee's my other stardom. How about you, Jacob? Yep. Uh, Philadelphia, right? I think the Eagles are a good defense. Um, I think they're going to force a lot of turnovers. Uh, I think they're playing New Orleans. Yep. Maybe not. I'm seeing New Orleans. Oh, but that's, oh, Philly. Phil, I, I was I was thinking for some reason I was thinking Minnesota. Philadelphia is playing uh, Jacksonville. Yeah. Okay. So same deal. I actually mentioned that earlier when I said sit uh, Trevor Lawrence. Just got a lot of stuff going on. It's hard to remember all the matchups. Um, you know, Eagles are always good on defense and fantasy. They force a lot of turnovers. Darius Slay is waking up. I'm actually looking to pick up the Eagles and start them, right? They're not in a really good, you know, a good conference right now. The Giants and the uh, Cowboys are kind of down. Um, the Cowboys especially without Dak. But I think Dak's going to be back pretty soon. Um, regardless, Philly's a, always a good pick. Um, next up is Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Pittsburgh playing the Jets. I know they lost um, TJ Watt, JJ Watt, TJ Watt. Sorry, yeah, well, yep. Um, they still got a good defense, and the Jets are they're looking okay. I know they came back against the Browns, but Joe Flacco can just go completely inept at any point in time, and I'm worried about that. Um, well, not necessarily worried, but kind of expecting that uh, this week. And then next up is the Giants. Right, any game against Chicago, you can really start the defense they're playing. Right. If Justin Fields throws the ball, there's like a 40% chance it's getting picked off at this point. I mean, he is he is as bad as he gets. And he just throws the ball over the middle time and time again. Uh, you know, I think you're right when you say he's not going to be a starter next year. Um, he's certainly athletic, but he just can't throw the ball. Um, right. Those are my uh, my three starts. Nice. Yeah, I agree with with all those with all those starts as well. I think defense is like I said, I always stream. I think the Giants will do very well coming off Monday night. They, their defense still performed pretty well against the Cowboys. They had a bad second half of the game. Otherwise, I think that um, they, I believe they may be getting Leonard Williams back this week. He's going to be huge if they do to the pass rush. And Justin Fields is just terrible anyway, so I wouldn't worry about that. So then let's move on quickly to our sit for defenses. I think the Rams are a definite sit. They're just not the same defense they were last year. Losing guys like Von Miller, some of their other guys in the secondary, I believe Darius Williams, that that was a big loss. Those were big losses for them. You can see it. They they allow a lot of points. They're going to go against a Niners team that really is a good manager of the ball with Jimmy G now. If it was Trey Lance, I would say it would be a different story. But I'm sitting the L.A. Rams defense this week. And just as I am sitting the LA Rams, I'm actually also going to sit the Niners. I do think it is going to be a low scoring game. However, I would just be wary. The Niners, while they are a good shutdown team, I don't really see them forcing a lot of turnovers now and then. 
I would be careful. I know Matt Stafford can throw interceptions from time to time, but he can also, as good as he can throw interceptions, he can connect with Cooper Rush for a ridiculous touchdown. So I would be careful. I would sit the Niners this week. And then I'll also sit Baltimore's defense. They're going up against the Bills. The Bills are going to come and play a 1,000%. They just got upset by Miami on a short week in Miami. You know they're going to come home. You know that they're going to – well, they're actually playing in Baltimore. But they're going to go out. They're going to play 100,000%. And if I'm Baltimore's defense, I'm already struggling with some injuries. I'm scared going up against Josh Allen, against Stephon Diggs. So Baltimore's another sit for me. Yeah, so I, I have Baltimore in my sets. I think that's pretty clear. I also have Buffalo. Right? I think Micah Hyde just got put an IR for the rest of the season. Um, and regardless, I think if anyone's going to you know, tear Buffalo a little bit, it's going to be a running quarterback. Um, you know, they've got such a good pass rush. But if um, Lamar Jackson can just escape, uh, he could go for 60 yards on a play. Uh, and that can really hurt the Bills. I think the this will be a high-scoring game. So I'm actually sitting both defenses. Uh, and then my last pick is Tampa Bay. I just think the Chiefs are going to put up some serious points against Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. A Tampa Bay Sioux, they're still dealing with some injuries right now. You know, they 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 do they don't have Godwin. They are getting Mike Evans back this week, but they don't have the same offensive prowess that they did. So I, I you know, I don't think that Tampa Bay is going to get a ton of points. I think Kansas City will do a good job against against their offense, and then you know, going up against Kansas City's offense is always rough. I just mentioned how the Bills are going to come out swinging against the Ravens. I think that the Chiefs after losing to the Colts are going to come out swinging against the Bucks. So, I agree Bucks should be a sit for sure this week. You also don't know how the Hurricane is going to have an emotional impact on them. I hate to say that using it for a fantasy leverage, but it is true that they're probably dealing with a lot this week. So, let's see what kind of mindset they come out and play, but unfortunately, we are out of time for today. I hope that both Jacob and I did give you guys some good advice to who to start in your fantasy lineup. So before we sign off, Jacob, do you have any last thoughts or advice for our listeners? Good luck. Yep. Can't ask for more. All right, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.